Well, listeners, we are at the 200th episode. Woohoo! And I have some amazing dynamic women with me today who are going to answer some real hard questions that you're going to want to pay attention to. You're listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach, and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. Hello, lovely Dynamic Women. Welcome to the Dynamic Women podcast. I am Diane Ralston, your host, and today the 200th episode. So I have listeners from all over the place answering some top questions. So hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. You know, my team asked me, Diane, or told me, they told me your 200th episode is coming up. What are we doing for it? And I said, Good question. I'll get back to you on that. And then I thought, what do I love the most? It is being with my community, my people. And so today I have how many? Two, four, six, eight, ten ladies joining me in uh, our virtual space. And I've got six questions that I'm going to be asking that these ladies are going to be so kind as to share their thoughts on it, their opinions. And as listeners, if you have answers to these as well, I encourage you to drop a comment and let us know what you, how you would answer these different questions. So I'm going to start off with the question of, in your opinion, ladies, what are some key qualities that make a woman dynamic? And how can we cultivate these qualities in ourselves and others? So you can do both parts. You can do one part. I'm going to start off by bringing in Kathy Fester. I'm going to spotlight you, spotlight me. And what do you think? What makes a woman dynamic? Well, thank you for having me today, Diane. This is great. You know, I'm one of your biggest fans. So, (laughs) and for that, I am appreciative. (laughs) I think a dynamic woman really is someone that is a lifelong learner, someone that is a risk taker, but is also understanding that you're free to be vulnerable around like minded women. Mm -hmm. And I learned that from you. You were my first networking group I ever went to. And I was never surrounded by a bunch of women before, ever. I work with a lot of men, always work with a lot of men, do very well with a lot of men. But women didn't understand. But now I understand women on a whole other level. And it's that connective, that connectivity, that connective piece that is so, so powerful. And I think by this and understanding that we're not in this alone. And understanding that we can go to one another as dynamic women to support one another, whether it, it, in anything in life, in anything in life. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I loved your piece around risk taker. What I'd love, what I'm going to do is I'm going to jump over to Linda and then to Paula, and then I'm going to come back to you and I'm going to ask, because the second piece of the question was like, how, how do we do that? How do we cultivate these qualities and cultivating being a risk taker, I'd say, is maybe not the easiest or most intuitive thing. So I'm going to come back to you on that, give you a moment to to think of what you want to answer. And I'm going to go to Linda Lederman now. What are your thoughts on what qualities 
dynamic women have? I think to be a dynamic woman, you need to have confidence. Mm -hmm. And I agree with Kathy that you have to be a lifelong learner because you have to be confident enough to know you don't know everything. And in this day and age, technology is changing, rules are changing, and you have to stay abreast of it and not feel like you have to get swallowed up by it at the same time. So a dynamic leader, a dynamic woman is someone who's confident enough to know what she knows and confident enough to know what she needs to learn. And she's willing to invite people to join her on that journey. It's it's a leadership quality because nobody can do it all on their own. So if you can do it with intelligence and with humor, and with humanity, you will be a dynamic leader and a dynamic woman. Yeah. And I love that you've brought up this point because so often I see A-type successful women leaders who are trying to do it all themselves and they get burnt out and they think if I ask for help, I show weakness. And I would love to see a world where female leader, all leaders, but really more female leaders and female leaders that are bringing on a team. That's the smart thing to do. So yeah, thanks for bringing that back to the forefront because that's so needed in this world. So listen up, people, right? <laughs> Lyndon got it right. Let's bring in Paula here. Yeah, thank you, Diane. Sorry. Uh, just to leapfrog both off of what Linda said and Kathy said, you know, it is embracing those aspects that are are uniquely feminine, uniquely uh, a female, but also that we are uh, a dynamic woman is uniquely herself and is not afraid to be that person. And, you know, with the confidence piece and and the shining and of, of the self and be entering into any sort of involvement in something, but bringing forward also the care, the compassion, and all of the communication piece. You know, we female females that are dynamic are not men. We don't need to be like men. We are uniquely female. And then, and I think that's what, when we embrace that, that's exactly what is dynamic and we continue to grow. Yeah. And I, I actually had to bring in more of the feminine side because I can, I can, I have two older brothers and I played sports my whole life. And so I had to hold my own and be a little bit like mm. that women aren't tough, but I needed to really embrace those more masculine sides. But boy, am I like vulnerable at heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and that's, that's actually been my superpower. And so those who have been in the uh, dynamic uh, power program, we talk about that sweet spot. And so if a woman can be herself, but then know like, what's the quality I need to turn up? And then what's the quality I need to turn down? And so I needed to turn down kind of having it all together and being like really good at a lot of stuff. I had to turn that down and turn up the vulnerability in the feminine side. And when I'm in those two together, watch out, watch out world. So I love that you said to be ourselves. And I'm going to add one word. And I can see that you would, I feel like you'd agree based on the work we've done together. Unapologetically yourself, right? No matter your age or your ability, or your quirks, unapologetically yourself. Thank you so much for that, Paula. It's funny too, because I heard you saying a lot of the different qualities. I forgot, like the nine pillars of being a dynamic woman, right? I did a program on it. I have a book on it. So any of you who have a book on it or have the program, like go and review. These ladies are adding in different 
maybe new pillars that I'm going to have to add in the future. Let's go back to Kathy, because I listeners, I'm guessing you're, you're hanging on there. How do we become a risk taker? So we'll get Kathy to do this, and then we're going to jump to the next question. So how do you be a risk taker, Kathy? Yeah, how to be a risk taker is trusting yourself and listening. I think it's, it's trusting yourself and listening to yourself, your intuition, and listening to other people. Um, and that's something Melinda sort of touched on a little bit. I think yeah. we as women are better listeners than men. No offense, men, but we are better listeners. But really listening and being in that female way. And what do we do best as females? We celebrate one another. Mm. And sometimes we get caught up in that world of maleness, if I could say that word. Am I allowed to say that word? Maleness. Men don't celebrate. They don't care. It's like, yeah, okay. I did good. Yeah, okay. Move on. But women is like, I did good. Is anyone watching? So we rely on dynamic women to support one another and celebrate. And as individuals, I think strong, dynamic women will be good about celebrating themselves without feeling funky about it. Yeah. Yeah. So we lift others up and we take the applause for our own accomplishments. Amazing. Thanks, Kathy. So we're going to move to the second question. We'll see who who's going to answer this one. The second question is, what are some of the biggest challenges facing women in today's society and how can we work to overcome them? And I just want to say for any men out there that are listening to this, we love you. We love the masculine qualities as well. This is definitely not a women are better than men moment. This is just a celebrating women moment. And so we're going to uh, jump over to Monica Diane and have her answer here. And also know that if you are a male listening to this, you are going to be able to pick up a lot of really great qualities from what this community has to say. So go ahead, Monica. Well, this is this is actually a question I think kind of bounces off the first question. In my opinion, I think the biggest challenge that women are facing right now is knowing who they are. I, I think so many women are feeling like, is it okay if I just want to stay home and be a housewife? Yes. Is it okay if I just want to go out and be a career woman? Is it okay if I want to do it all? Right. Because we're being told left, right, and center, especially if you're on social media, how we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to look, how we're supposed to act, what we're supposed to be doing with our lives. And it never seems to be enough. You're never fit enough. You're never successful enough. You're never young enough. You're never, you're just never enough. So I think. Personally, from what I see, that is one of the biggest challenges that women face. And then how do we work to overcome it? Yeah. Make it okay. If you just want to be a housewife, that is respectable and that should be honored. Make it okay if you don't want to be married and don't want to have kids. Make it okay. So all of these things, we it's it's a level of acceptance within society that I think is really lacking. There, you know, I'm for somebody like myself, I'm not married. I don't have kids. I don't, I never have a corporate job. And I have felt most of my life that I was a little bit odd. You know, I stuck out and I definitely got the questions posed at me. And I see that so much with women. So I think it's really just allowing a woman to do whatever her heart really, truly desires and supporting that. Yeah. That's yeah. my, that's my perspective on it. And I think that, that it really kind of, you know, it, it piggybacks on the first question, right? It's coming back down to dynamic women and having women around you support you that it's okay if you just want to breastfeed at home and not go to work. Right. 
So yes, and I can tell you're super passionate about this. You've got other people in the room here clapping for you. And what's what's interesting is though, when you as you talk about it, you use the word just, right? And when we hear that to just do something means that you're missing out on other things. And so uh, what I know you're what I'm hearing you're very passionate about though is if your desire is to be at home and to be a housewife, that's amazing. And if your desire is to go to work, that's amazing. No matter what your desire is, you have permission to fulfill it and have that be what you want to do. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. Removing the word just because just minimizes it, right? So it's not just doing that. It's like doing that. Yep. Doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, um, as I come off there, uh, Monica is a, such a great role model for being unapologetically herself and having what we deem as a maybe unconventional role of a woman for her to be doing her own thing and live in life how she wants to in a really great way. That's what I see anyway from your social media. Thank you. <laughs> I'm guessing. Okay, Fatima Sumar, let's get you in here. You let us know. Biggest challenges facing women. Well, it sort of comes back to the first point where we're now having to live in our masculine energy a lot more than we used to, you know, because we're wearing so many hats. We're wearing, you know, the mom, the daughter, the sister, the granddaughter, the aunt, the cousin. And then, of course, we've we've got all the business hats that we're wearing, whether it is the, the CEO, um, the CFO, the marketing advisor. Um, the blogger, you name it. We've got all these different hats that we've also forgotten who we are. So sort of what Monica has also been also mentioned is that we've forgotten who we are and what matters to us. So then it comes down to the whole, are we being selfish over, you know, providing self-love? And that's something that we have lost quite a bit in, in, in the masculine world is we've, we've become more masculine. And how do we overcome that is it's okay to take that time for ourselves, whether it is that, you know, two minutes breathing break, you know, just to refresh and to ground yourself, or, you know, to go out and color, or, you know, if you want to be swimming, or writing, or whatever it is that you desire your passion, put that first and make that a priority. It's okay to put yourself as a priority as opposed to wearing all these hats and then having that, you know, burnout at the end. Yeah. And like, how long has it been? 10, 11 years ago when I started in my coaching business and I did this training on what I think what you're talking about is like the superwoman syndrome where you have to be all these different things to all these different people. And what I've noticed over the years is we've moved away from that into being a superhero, meaning not only do we have to be everything to everyone in every area of life, but now we also have to save everyone in every area of life while also doing everything the best we can in every area of life, because God forbid we don't do it, we're going to get judged, right? So it's interesting. I really wanted to say that we've moved away from being super women, but we haven't. We've moved into that superhero role and one and yes, self-care is big and people think it's selfish, but being self-full, full of self, full of what you need. And what I've seen in, in people is really tapping into that soul piece. If it's your spiritual side, for me, it's my faith, my religion, um, being a Christian, that's really filled me up. It's also though, 
building out my team, which is kind of what we've talked talked on a little bit before, not doing it all yourself, right? Yeah. So I, I, I have no shame that I have a VA team that I have, you know, people helping me in different areas of life. Zero shame. So thank you for sharing that, Fatima. You brought out a bunch of good points that that we really need to be thinking about. So listeners, I'm going to encourage you at this moment, write something down where you're going to take care of yourself. Okay, something you're going to do for yourself to give you back the energy that you need. Let's go to Linda with our last comments on this question before we move to the next one. Sure. One of the challenges that I see most women having, and it's kind of a combination of what everybody's saying, but in addition to your family challenges and your career challenges, we're the caregivers for our older parents, as well as our younger children, as well as ourselves, as well as our spouse. And that's a whole different burden that you really don't see men take on. You know, they may help out, you know, they may help out in the house or they may do a carpool and think they're being the best parent in the world, but it doesn't work that way. And as much as we try to share the burden, if we're willing to share the burden, because not all of us have that ability to, to shed those responsibilities. Um, They're still yours and they still fall on the woman. So as you're trying to make your way in your career, as you're trying to make your personal happiness and your family happiness, you have all these other dynamics that are on you. And so that is a challenge that you have to learn how to balance. You know, you have to prioritize some things, but I think it really comes down to balancing and setting boundaries sometimes. Yes, agreed. And it's funny, I go away, you know, a few times a year minimum uh, for business And the question I often would get is, oh, what about your husband? How is he going to be able to like take care of the kids? Is he going to be okay? And I was like, he is their father. And then even the other day, my mom said to me, when you leave, do you make meals and, and do that? And I was like, not anymore. Because I used to do all the meals and all the laundry and stock the fridge and make sure everything was good. And that's even when I would take the kids away. And then he wouldn't do it for me. And this is not a tip for tat. You don't do it for me. I don't do it for you. But then I thought, why do I need to? Kind of the, one of the greatest things that he's taught me is to be selfish. And not not, not only that, but by, by you taking that responsibility from your husband, you're not teaching your kids that they need to be independent and self-sufficient. Yeah. So if he fails, it's only food. They're not going to starve. And maybe they can laugh about it and say it was a fun time. And, oh, remember what daddy made. You know, there's you don't have to succeed to have fun or to be successful. Yes, true. Thank you. Thanks, Linda. And so I encourage us in society to stop saying things like that to like, Oh, congratulations to you that you, you know, you took care of the kids for a week and to shame women for going away. Sometimes I'll just go to Whistler for a night and be there for two days and one night. No reason just to take care of myself. And people say, oh, I could never. Oh, how are you able to do that? I told my husband I'm going, made sure the kids were set up, like if they need to be picked up a job that maybe I do. And then I went, it wasn't that hard, Right. So thank you all. I'm sure we we could say a lot more on this topic, but let's jump to, we've had 200 episodes. I'd say what, 140 were me, solo episodes. And then we had a whole bunch of amazing dynamic women guest episodes. So if you're a listener and you haven't listened to all of them, I 
encourage you to go. And some of the women that are here today actually have been on the shows. So I encourage you to listen to them all. But my question now is, what have been some of your favorite solo episodes? Monica, Diane, jump in. Let us know. Favorite solo episode. It was actually one of your most recent ones. It was episode 195. And it was, I'm just going to get the wording here. You don't need to prove yourself. And I loved it because I think as dynamic women, we're always like, well, if I just get that one certification more, if I just get, it's like validation. We feel we need the validation with all of the letters behind our names or the courses and stuff. And what I loved about it is you said, no, you just said no. You're just going <laughs> to keep going, right? Like you don't need to be validated. So yeah. I, I think that I just, I love that episode. It was really, really, really good. Good. Well, thank you. It spoke to you. I appreciate that. And the reason why I wanted to talk about that, and that was around, you don't have to prove yourself before you can make an offer. And this was because I was, I don't remember who, but it was a client I was talking to and she was nervous about making an offer. Cause she was like, well, like what proof do I have? What what uh, client testimonials do I have? What results do I have? And I was like, do you know you can get the results? As long as you can know that you can get them there, then that's fine. And if you don't get them there, will you do your due diligence to make sure that you do eventually get them there? Yeah, of course. I said, good, go ahead and offer. Um, you don't have to wait on that. And But you can, yeah, you can use that for anything in life, really. Let's bring in Cora Naylor now to share her thoughts on a favorite episode. Yes. I have one that's, uh, I'm not, can't remember when it was from, but it was about, um, getting ahead at nine or 90. And it's, it's a cute story, you know, with your daughter, with her drawing. But the one for me was the man that you met who was in his nineties and all the things John, that he did. John first. And yeah. yeah. And that's one of my passions is for women to, that it's never too late to do something new. I mean, for myself, I'm going to be 60 this year. What? And yeah, wow. and I'm kind of restarting myself again. Yeah. And I've met so many incredible women that are doing that. And I think some women, maybe if they're not in our kind of circles, think that life is over. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how long we have left. But it's never too late to try. And now it's when we have the most time and we might ever have in our lives, that's more our own time. You know, yeah. we have the choice if you have grandkids or maybe you have to look after aging parents or whatnot, but we actually have more of our own time at this point in our lives, I think, to do something that we want to. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that one up. Yeah. Sometimes I do share little stories about people in my life. I should maybe do that more. Because um, I go into, because of my background in education and teaching, I do a lot of like, here's how to do this or three ways for that. But maybe I should just, yeah, my musings of life. and. But I love those ones too. I mean, those are so practical and useful. There were so many. I'm looking through the list kind of thinking, but I love that one because that's a particular point for me. It's just making sure women are still doing something or trying. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, playing a new sport, playing an instrument, you know, starting a business, whatever. There's yeah. it, there's still lots of time. You could go get a degree if you wanted to, if you always wanted to. Yeah. And we don't want to wait for tomorrow because I know, and I, you know, have the dynamic women community. We've had two of our like big 
I say like big members as in they've like they were here from the beginning do Hida Speck and Christina mm-hmm. Horvath who both lost their lives right yeah one just went to sleep and never woke up and one uh battled uh brain tumor and it's just so horrible to see that their life just gone like that and so that gives us permission and responsibility to do what we are passionate about we want to do so thank yeah. you for Cora for bringing that up as well yeah. Uh, let's go to Paula. I hope you're going to say something about the 60 thing. Cause I was yeah. going to talk, talk about you, but now that you're here, Paula can't tell us what, how do you want to, what do you want to yeah. share? Well, I just, uh, I wanted to share, I don't have a particular episode, but what I have found is that when I need an episode, one kind of bubbles up. And so, um, and it, and I think a lot of it is around your speaking. Um, that's what I'm really focusing on. So I'm going into YouTube and, and finding your, your, um, episodes on, on uh, speaking and, and things like that. So that's what I do find, but I did want to share 60. Uh, I'm 60 also uh, this year. So uh, a fellow 1963 birth a year, but uh, it's not too, it's not too late. And and I think that's the beauty of what you, what you share with us, Diane, is that we're always possible. We're always possible. And that's the beauty of of your episodes, the solos and the ones with guests is it's always grounded in possibility. And I am really appreciative of that. Yay. I I love hearing it that way because I've always been someone who, like when I was a kid and I'd be like, oh, you can do that. You can do that. And no matter where I was, sports or in class or student council, whatever it may be, it was always this like. I couldn't believe that people couldn't believe in themselves, but I realized it was one of the greatest gifts my mother ever gave me was full on belief. And it was funny. It came full circle when I went, um, I was being flown back into my hometown to give a presentation. You know, they paid my fee, flew me in. I was on the poster of everything. It was amazing. I said, mom, you going to come watch me speak? Oh no, I can't do that. I said, yeah, you can mom. It's an open one. It's not like for a company that you can't show up. It's a public event. I can get you a ticket. It's in your hometown. You can come. Oh no, I couldn't come. So why? She says, I'd be too nervous to watch you. I'm like, but mom, I'm good. Like, it'll be good. And she goes, oh, I know you'll be good, but I'm going to be nervous for you. She said, I never understood how you did all the things you did. I'm like, mom, but you always told me you can do it. I believe in you. And she goes, yeah, but I never knew how you did it. (laughs) So that made me laugh because sometimes I was sitting there going, I don't know if I can do this, but mom said I can do this. So I'm going to do it. Like, and then to find out in my late 30s that mom didn't really, she believed in me, but she was terrified at the same time. So there's another gift that we can give other people is to just have like belief in them that it is possible that they can do things that they want to do. So we have three questions left. I want to honor your time, all of you that are here, but I also want to answer all these questions. So we're going to keep going. We got a really good one coming up for all those in tech and male dominated industry. So how can we create a more inclusive and supportive environment for women in male dominated industries, such as tech and finance? Who wants to talk about that? Um, And this one is I'm super passionate about now, even more so than a few years ago, because COVID set us back. Because when we looked at like who um, who was going to stay home with the kids when they weren't at school, it was usually the woman. 
right? Because she either knew that stuff or she was maybe making a little bit less because her her career had been stunted. So we'll go to Fatima. And then we got a couple other ladies that want to do this, I know. Okay, tell us. So yes, tech is kind of one of those big things. We can't live without it. We can't we can't live with it and we can't live without it. When it works, it works. When it doesn't, it doesn't. But, um, you know, being someone who's actually exiting out of the tech industry, I used to have be in the whole social media consulting industry. And one of the things that I would say is a lot of times we get nervous because there's a new there's a new app or there's a new there's a new software. And oftentimes we're very scared to try and touch things because it may go haywire. But the one thing I can guarantee is push those buttons and just try to see where it's going to take you. It's not going to mess things up. And just knowing that, that you can push things without actually having to destroy anything will actually give you a sense of peace. And if it doesn't work, just unplug it and just replug it in. And, you know, that that in itself, that was one of the running jokes that we always had. If it doesn't work, power off and you're good to go. There we go. Yeah. And especially because a lot of the listeners are small business owners. And so there's so much tech happening all the time and giving us permission to just like, give it a go. If it doesn't work, try again, restart it and know that like someone in your community is going to be able to help you probably. Right. And then ask for help. That's okay. Susan Cumberland, let's get you on board with this. Okay, I can really relate to this one because I was in the teaching industry, which is mostly female. About 13 years ago, I franchised my business, which is mostly a male dominated Mm. kind of industry. And so I'm dealing with men. I'm very much a female for sure. I know I am. I have groups of females that I always get together with. I have my UBC group. I have my high school friends. I have a group that I walk with. I have a Sunday group of female friends. I just like being around females. They're, they're so supportive. And now I'm dealing with men in business. So um, I I've read the books, men are from Mars, women are from Venus and um, Deborah Tannen's book, You Just Don't Understand, great books, <laughs> because men and women are completely different animals, and it has helped me in my marriage, these books. Um, you got to understand their conversation style and just their communication style, because my husband always wants to fix things, and I find men do in business too, um, and all sorts of different things. And I don't let with men. I don't talk about my feelings as I do with women. I don't show my vulnerability as much because it. it I feel it's it's considered a weakness with men. So I just give facts, and I'm logical when I'm with men. I don't know if that's the right answer, but that's well, <laughs> that's my observation. Yeah, it was around how can we create a more inclusive and supportive environment for women in male-dominated industries? And so what I'm hearing from you is for like you as an individual to to go and like learn how to be able to work in those environments better. But I also would love that people don't have to change themselves. Now, mm-hmm. granted, no matter where I am, being who I am, I will change myself. Right. When I'm with my church friends, I may be one way. When I'm with soccer friends, I'm one way. Not that I'm That's a different person. I I can just show up in in a way that makes more sense or even show up more. Right. I can be more sporty over here. In my stand-up comedy class, I was like really funny because that's the place for it. 
I, you know, maybe don't want to pull the jokes when I'm emceeing at the women's church event, pull out the same jokes, right? So I can be different things. And so I think what you're saying is to pull out the qualities of yourself that would fit and help you to move forward a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, good. Thanks, Susan. And a couple of good book suggestions there. We're always up for like being able to to learn from what is already out there from really great authors. Linda Hunt, what do you got to say in this? You're in politics. You are in printmaking, printing products. Like, what do you think about, how do we encourage women really to get more into politics? So talk about a male-dominated uh, industry, politics. Um, yeah. So I was, uh, yes, I was just elected to our uh, local city council in October of this year. And prior to that, there was only one woman, one woman and 11 men um, on our city council. So very proud that this this past election, now we have three women, uh, three women and eight men. So we we tripled our numbers, which was good. But really being able to, I, I really look at things like the skilled trades, um, I, you know, there are such shortages in some of these male dominated industries yeah. that I think that it, it starts back as far as, you know, high school and, and women, young women understanding that those kinds of trades. So whether it be the skilled trades, you want to be yeah. a welder, you want to be an electrician, you want to be a whatever, um, that those are not male only. Um, yes, true. Industries. So so really supporting supporting getting young women um involved in in those uh in those kinds of things i'm i'm very proud my my daughter her best friend is an electrician and you know when she was coming out of high school and uh you know was looking at what she you know what she wanted to do uh she she said herself like going through post secondary education in that field there was like you know a token one or two women in most of her classes yeah. Um, this is so yeah so really you know when we create an inclusive and supportive environment I, I think it starts when women are young and getting you know taking away that I don't want to call it a stigma but for lack of a better word yeah. that, you know that, that or gender specific roles yes that you that you don't need that you don't need to fit into a box hmm. or you don't need to pursue you know it's it's yeah. quite all right to go ahead and pursue something that's a uh considered to be a male dominated field. And as I said, um, we, I belong to a couple of uh, groups now that are very kind of supportive of how do we get more women involved in politics? How do we get our, you know, um, now we're lucky in Canada that our uh, federal government cabinet is, is gender balanced, but that is not the case in, uh, I would say, every municipality in uh, in the country. So, but again, it starts when they're young and getting them interested in those kinds of things, which traditionally True. have been considered to be male, yeah, uh, male fields. So, yeah. So, if we are, thank you, Linda. If we are mothers, <laughs> or if we're mentoring younger women. And society in general, we should be, yeah, we should be making these gender neutral uh, careers, Um, maybe offering more grants 
to encourage women to get into these different fields. Also, there's a lot of women's associations that are supportive, right? We have women in science and technology groups. We have so many different organizations that will support. I would love just to see more women tapped into that to get that support because it can be tough. And if I can say also, Linda, you are a role model as a woman in politics, but also as another minority, right? You're in a wheelchair. And so you have a visible uh, disability, which also gives as a role model to others, because we will only go towards a lot of times the things that we can see ourselves in. So the fact that you're doing that is is incredible. And I hope that will make some changes, um, not just in my old my hometown of Brantford, but in Ontario, as you continue to do your work on uh, creating more accessibility in businesses and companies. So we are getting into our last couple of questions here. I couldn't have this talk with our, this episode without talking about leadership. So I want to know, how can we encourage more women to pursue leadership roles in their careers and communities? And what can we do to support them in these endeavors? We talked a little bit about it in the last question, but I think leadership in general, right? Until we have an equal amount of women in leadership roles, uh, we need to keep talking about this. So we'll go with you, Fatima, first. Let us know. We'll keep these ones a bit shorter so that we can uh, get to our last question as well. Um, so as as it comes back to our earlier points where, you know, we've we've got all these different hats that we're wearing. Yeah. And just to be a leader in itself is actually very rewarding. Mm. Um, and leaders come in very many different shapes, forms and sizes. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be you know, a leader of your group or a leader of, but it could just mean that you're taking the ownership, the leadership to step forward and try something completely different that scares you and be that, be that voice for the, for the people behind you. And so I think as women, we, we definitely have the qualities and, and the the strength to be like wonderful leaders to actually mentor our younger generations. Right. And and being a and being a leader is huge. It starts off like if you look at girl guides, mm. we're, being empty yeah. skills. We're, we're taught these these amazing qualities. And for me, a leader, a good leader is someone who actually will also get their hands dirty, not just dictate what needs to be done, but also get their hands dirty and get get in there and have fun with with your team. Yeah. Servant leadership is is a great way to form that connection and to have followers really want to be with their leader, whatever business or an organization. Yeah, great. So let's jump in. We'll go to Paula, then we'll go to Linda. Paula, let me know. What do you think? How do we do this? Yeah, I really, I really love this question. It feels like everything we've talked about is kind of built up towards this uh yeah this question. And I really, I just make it a little bit, maybe a bit more generalized. It's really around normalizing the conversations we're having and the messages that we are talking about, you know, being unapologetically you, uh, embracing the feminine leadership style, and also just encouraging our young women, our young, our young, um, young people, our young people uh, to, to embrace 
that we aren't a whole society if we just act one way. And that when we look at things holistically, this is there's equal opportunity for the masculine, the feminine and all of those aspects. But let's normalize that. And I think that's a real uh, key sort of message. And everything we've been talking to uh, up to this point is, you know, even having this conversation, let's do it again. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And permission for us to continue talking about it until things Absolutely. till things get more even. And so I'm going to have Linda Hunt back here. And I just want to set us up, listeners and everyone in the room here. Our last question is going to be around, you know, we've just done, I've just done 200 episodes. Where do you see us going in the next 100, 100 episodes and beyond? What topics do you want to see covered? So we'll get to that as soon as uh, we give Linda the floor here. Yeah, I just, I think it goes back to like right in the first question, like what are some of the key qualities that make a woman dynamic? And we've heard, you know, confidence being yourself, but really encouraging people to pursue leadership roles mm. um, is a, a lot of that is, you know, allowing them to identify what leadership skills they have and where those leadership skills are going to be best utilized. And in my case, as I said, I've, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm 57. But I spent 30 years in leadership roles, kind of in the volunteer sector in my community. Yep. And that was really, for me, um, was was kind of my next stepping stone was, was running for municipal office. So spending that time in those leadership roles is, you know, what gave me the experience to feel that I could be successful. Awesome. Moving, moving into another leadership role. But I, but I think... You know, how can we encourage women? I get again, it goes back to when they're young. I mean, you, you don't whip you don't wake up at 55 and decide that you're you're gonna start pursuing a leadership role in your community, for example. Yeah. That, you know, that gets built up over time. And that's mm-hmm. probably one of the, you know, it's it's yeah, like when you're young, get out there. And hey, I mean, I I did a lot of work in my community when my kids were well before my kids were even born and and uh you know through the whole time that they were that they were younger and had some some key leadership roles professionally as well and you know just couldn't have done that without the support of my husband but um yeah. you know he sits back sometimes and thinks i don't know <laughs> why you're doing all this stuff either but uh but yeah that's that's really that history is what got me to to kind of the the position I am in today. Yeah. So a couple of good points there around stepping in when you're younger and going into places that, you know, you can volunteer. There's so many different opportunities in all areas of life to be able to do that. And I think there's it comes back to that acknowledging others and what you see in them, right? So if you see something in someone, say it. If you see that they have leadership qualities, nurture them, tell them, encourage them, um, call them in. Uh, that's what we're doing right now in our churches for leading these women's groups. We, ha- as leaders, we've been kind of tasked to look at people who have the potential qualities to step in future leadership roles, and that's actually quite exciting. And and to be able to say to someone, "Hey, I see this in you. I see that you could do this." 
I think that's that's where we can really help women to step into leadership roles. So I'm going to come into like full group mode here. Let's just hear from everyone like topics. What do you think we should cover? I should cover in the solo episodes or even in guest episodes moving forward to our next 100 or 200 episodes? I have an idea. Go ahead. Yeah, I find conflict difficult. I avoid it. And that doesn't help me in business, right? There is always going to be conflict. So some techniques on how to deal with it would be something I'd like to see or hear from other people. Yes, good. Uh, Yeah, I'll, I'll think about that. My quick answer, just just for you to be thinking, and anyone who has Dynamic You, the book or program, go back to the collaboration pillar and to be thinking about designing relationships in advance. So when things get tough, you already kind of know what to say and you can refer back to how you design the relationship or you get to redesign. So that's my quick answer, but that is such a great topic. And guess guess who also has a hard time with conflict? Me! And that became... that. That came from um, my parents being British and we just, my mom was mad and she gave me the silent treatment. So I never knew how to verbally debate or fight with someone. Um, I would just cry. So yeah, well, I'll, that's a good topic. So sort of to go with um, relationships is how to build a stronger relationship with yourself to love yourself. Mm. Um, Because that actually we don't realize that if we don't have that inner love for ourselves, we can't provide for A, B, C. We can't we can't provide for the roles that we have. So how do we take care of ourselves and actually nourish our bodies as well as our families? So I think that might be two topics in there. Might be two topics. <laughs> and I won't give the answer of just have a spa day because <laughs> that's usually what people say. Get in the spa. It's more than it's more than just a spa day. Like, you know, it's like looking at your inner child and really getting to go back and be there for your inner child for you for yourself, for example, um, you weren't able to communicate. So you know, being there for your inner child is a way for us to heal forward. Yeah, got it. Hey, that's another good topic. We'll go to Linda. And then I'm gonna um, read from the chat. Go ahead, Linda. I'm gonna go with uh, topics around leadership. I mean, certainly from uh, solo episodes and also, um, you know, featuring female leaders in their in their fields in guest episodes. Yeah. So I think you could get a, a lot of episodes out of something like that. Yeah, well, we did the whole Dynamic Women in Leadership Summit where we talked about how you can lead in different areas of your life. And so there's there's some stuff there. I know I did some talks around that. So anytime you're wanting to think about like, oh, maybe Diane did a topic on that, search my name. And the topic and you, something, you know, could come up and even add in Dynamic Women podcast. But yeah, leadership is definitely a, a strong topic. I'll also go back to what Paula was saying before about wanting to listen to the ones about being a, a speaker. I'm actually in the middle of a series right now. I did one episode. There's four more coming probably and maybe more. We'll see. All around different speaking opportunities, even when you're not a professional speaker yet. So check out the last episode, 199, where I I start things off and then there's going to be more coming on that topic. And then uh, another topic that we have in here from Monica Diane is around how to not need acceptance or approval. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one too. And uh, we were kind of laughing before we jumped on here, but how about dating over 50? That was another topic that got thrown out there. And really like dating at any age, banking friends at any age, those are also topics that I think are important. So any last thoughts around topics? 
Um, one that I, I think that we can, can't cover enough is, is around trusting ourselves mm. and, and that unapologetically being ourselves and celebrating our uniqueness. Yeah. I think that's an important message that, uh, that any leader really needs to, to hear, but especially. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for that. So I'm always open to hear your topic suggestions. It can be in the form of a problem, a question. You're like, I have this opportunity. How would I optimize it? We can do everything from like all areas of life to strategy. Um, I can pull in my coaching for life coaching. I can pull in my hat around business consulting, my background in education. Like we can go so many different places and you as the listeners are the most important to me. I want to cover topics that will really serve you. So I encourage you, if you're listening, you're like, hey, I got a topic. Cool. Reach out to me, Diane at dianerolson.com. If you have a guest suggestion, also reach out to me, share with me their website, or if it's you, tell me what topic you'd like to speak on and share your website. And then my team and I can review it. Actually, even better, if you have a speaker suggestion, send it to my team, team at dianerolson.com. And Christine, that's Christine with a K, she'll review and we'll we'll talk about it and see if they'll be a good fit as a guest. Couple of things we have coming up, if you haven't seen yet, April 21st and 22nd, is the Dynamic Women Summit, where I'm going to be interviewing a whole bunch of incredible women. Some of them are here today with us. And so uh, I'm excited to, I won't announce everybody, I'll let you see all that coming up, but some of them are on this episode today. And so if you want to hear more from them, I encourage you to, to check out the Dynamic Women Summit when that happens. Well, a big love and thank you to all of you joining me live today uh, for this recording of the 200th episode. It's been such a joy to hear from you, to share your voice with my community as well. And uh, we're also coming up to our fourth year. So there'll be a special fourth year episode where I'm going to take questions and answer them myself. Maybe you have someone even interview me. We'll see. Um, but that's kind of coming up on the slate. So if you haven't already, to those of you um, listening, please join the free Dynamic Women online Facebook community. And there's also a lot of resources. If you check into the show notes, you'll see those as well. And so everyone, until next time, stay dynamic. Bye. Thank you, Dynamic Women, for joining us today. Please hop on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Who do you know who needs to hear our message? We'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family. If you're ready to be more dynamic, have more balance and more success, head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book. Stay dynamic.